Welcome to KuzaCast, where we interview some of the most influential people in tourism from around the world. My name is Graham Watson, and I'm the founder of Kuza Global. The word Kuza means a new dawn, and in 2023, we want to find out just how our guests are working towards that new dawn. Join us and subscribe to future episodes as we hope to inspire you with stories of strength and resilience in the tourism industry. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of Kuza Cast. Today, I am privileged to have my guest as Mr. Ross Kennedy. Now, many of you know Ross, uh, a stalwart of the of the tourism industry. Uh, uh, welcome, Ross. Morning, Graham. Thanks. Morning, everybody. And thank you very much for having me on, Graham. No problem. So, Ross is the chief executive of Africa Albida Tourism. And, Ross, just the way we, we start off uh, the podcast is just to introduce yourself and just tell all the listeners um, about yeah your journey through through the tourism industry all these years. Sure, thanks, Graham. Um, uh, well, all these years, there's a lot of all these years. Isn't it? Yes, but, yeah. <laughs> um, November, November last year was 50 years since I uh, first carried my first suitcase uh, for somebody else, um, wow. or count, counted empty uh, bottles, or counted potatoes, or whatever. At a hotel in Harare called the Jamison Hotel, which uh, those who know anything about this part of the world was in its day the equivalent of, of Mikkel's Hotel, of course, which would still be known. And I started there as a 17 year old, um, as a, a gopher, general dog's body. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it's been a long 50 year journey and um, mostly good. Yeah, yeah. So tell us a bit about the. Africa Albida uh, family of of products. You you've got some great. Luckily, I mean, I've I've been very fortunate to stay at the Victoria Falls Safari Lodge, which is kind of your flagship uh, property, and the you know had uh, very special evenings at the at the Boma. Yeah, just just uh, run through the different uh, experiences you can have with uh, Africa Albida. Thanks, Graham. Yeah, so in fact, the first product that we opened was uh, in June '92. And that was uh, Lokutula Lodges, which is uh, a, uh, a started its life as a, as a timeshare resort affiliated to RCI, um, 37 uh, two and three bedroom uh, self catering timeshare units, and and uh, that opened in, in uh, June '92, the first phase, and then on the back of that we started to build uh, Big Four Safari Lodge, our 72 bedroom flagship, as you so rightly called it. Um, and that opened in December '94. Uh, from then on, we uh, carried on uh, developing the second phase of, of Lokatula, which completed the 37 units. In October '94, uh, we opened uh, the Boma. Uh, it was called then the Boma Place of Eating, now called the Boma Dinner and Drum Show. Mm. But that's uh, that was October '92 because to be affiliated to RTI to the uh, international timeshare exchanges, we had to have a food and beverage facility on site. So that's how it came to pass. And um, it subsequently, of course, turned into one of Southern Africa's must-do tourism experiences. And uh, we've had uh, well over 1.2 million diners have come through there since then. Yeah, yeah. Um, later, later on, um, we, uh, August 10 years ago, we opened, uh, built a new build between Lockheed and Safari Lodge. We built the Victoria Falls Safari Club, our 20-room premium brand. And so that was 10 years old in uh, in August last year. Mm. Um, and uh, about seven years ago, we took uh, six of the Lockheed Lodges, the first section, converted them into our luxury family suites called Victoria Falls Safari Suites, which are six. And so that's, uh, that was the, the journey up to pre-COVID. Um, we then started building Victoria Falls Safari Spa uh, five weeks before COVID came along, yeah, <laughs> and had to stop. <laughs> had to stop, and then we uh, May last year uh, we uh, pressed the go button again, and we completed that spa in uh, November last year, and um, it is magnificent and um, uh, getting uh, really good uh, feedback and uh, uh, the. the trade and the, the guests who use it, not only our guests, the spa is open to um, uh, all of the town, uh, all of the hotels and accommodation providers in town, and um, it's going very, very well. So yeah. that's where we are to now. And then we, 
in the 6th of January, we immediately started the full refurb of all 72 rooms at Safari Lodge. Wow. So it is uh, ongoing, never-ending. Yeah. Oh, you've got some great views from there. I've, I've uh, definitely sat on a on a room balcony with a, 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 a bottle of wine. I won't say a glass because everybody yeah. knows it's it's a bottle. <laughs> and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and watch the sunset. Uh, yeah, you've got a, the fantastic watering hole. And yeah, it's really is, I would say, one of the, you know, one of the great, great things about Victoria Falls. Um, I um, I first went to Victoria Falls in, in 2004. I remember staying at the, the Backpackers Lodge with a very dear friend of mine. Um and experienced it for the first time we did the heli flip and all that kind of stuff how much you know certainly in the last 20 years i'd say it's it's grown and changed a lot it's gone from being a a two-night destination to at least a three-night destination i'd say what what i mean have you what i mean what have you noticed in particular about the growth of the of the town in the last uh, 20 years or so even 30 years Yeah, sure. So, yeah, um, uh, we started there in uh, in '91. So, um, uh, yes, the growth has been significant in, in yeah. thirty-two years. Um, and um, um, what's interesting is that at the time that we built, we had more than a few people in the trade say to us, um, "Oh my word, but your building's so far out of town." <laughs> well, it's. it's it's 3.7 kilometers from the actual Victoria Falls itself. Yeah. And, of course, now the, 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 the town has come to us, so to speak. Yes. Um, and um, uh, we are you know, effectively on the edge of town. Yes, the growth um, has been significant. Um, and uh, even in the last two and a half years, including part of the COVID period, um, another 600 bedrooms have been added in the Victoria, Victoria Falls um, accommodation sector uh, between uh, places like uh, you know Palm River Hotel to other 12, 16, 18 bedded uh, lodges. Mm. Um, so uh, the, the room stock is significant. Um, and uh, to your point of the length of stay, uh, which is extremely relevant, it's something we've been working on for many, many years. When we opened, the average length of stay in Big Falls was 1.25 nights. Mm. Um, and we're now uh, up to uh, 2.7 and growing. Yeah, good, good. So, yeah, it really is a, it, it needs to be a three night destination. It really does. Um, uh, guests need to, to, to settle. They need to relax. They need to enjoy. And, uh, in actual fact, one of the things that we talk about, um, uh, yeah, amongst the, the, the operational staff and the sales and marketing and PR staff is, um, Please don't forget that you're actually on holiday or vacation or whichever the word is that yeah. different parts of, of the world uses. Um, you know, it's not just you know in out in out. Guys, remember that you're on holiday, and it's such a beautiful setting, um, a natural setting, a wildlife setting, um, uh, in a wonderful estate. That um, you need to take time to that current buzzword kill. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's definitely uh, it's. Um you know there's so much to do i mean you 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 know with with your boma dinner the sunset cruises the yeah i mean there's just i don't want to name you know certain things because then i'll definitely forget others but you know i, I was i was there uh, about a year ago i think for the africa's eden uh, show which was fantastic and hosted uh correct yeah and, um, almost exactly a year ago February. Yeah, yeah 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 so i mean that that was actually the first trade show and i remember you know it's very emotional because it was the first trade show after COVID, the first time that many of us had actually seen each other in at least two years you know physically seen each other so it it was a very special a special time did how did you find the first africa's eden uh, it, was, uh, it was brilliant Graham. um that um that those things that you mentioned it you know that the uh, connection with people um that uh, many cases one's known for years, and in some cases, of course, uh, newer people in the trade and people from different uh, uh, markets. Um, and um, I think one of the key things that, um, that I certainly remember about that is that uh, after the first half of day one, most people stopped wearing masks. <laughs> yes. um, and, it was, 
and we we became real again. Um, you know, you knew who you were talking to, you could hear who you were talking to. Yeah. And uh, I think you remember that that final night show. Yes. That final night event on the river <clears throat> was by anybody's standards world class. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, uh, Ted Down or uh, anybody else would have been proud to have put that thing on and been proud of, of having it take place. And done on a on a, a budget that um, you know other cities may have viewed as being a pittance. Um, but because of the nature of the tourism community in the falls, and because of the nature of, of the energy and enthusiasm of the of the tourism collective in AE, uh, that was a resounding world class success. And uh, uh, of course, we had the next one in Kasani uh, yeah. about a month ago. Yeah. Um, no, not a month ago. It was recruitment, um, and again, it was uh, it was fabulous, fabulous. And people already asking about the next one yeah. in Limitus. Yeah, no, I mean, Gillian Blackbeard's doing a great job. Um, I'm hoping to have her on as a guest uh, soon as well to talk about all the great work she's doing in the area. So, and you, you've got a, you've assembled a, a fantastic team of people. I mean, I remember meeting Wendy Bourne um, about 12 years ago, probably now in the USA. And Wendy's one of those people that you don't forget. And so well, well done on, on, on snapping her up because she's definitely uh yeah, um, a good ambassador for you, as is Cindy Sheedy, um, and you know Bryony and everybody else that I've dealt with at at your at your company. You've got a good uh, a good group of people and good ambassadors that go around the world for you. Thank you, Graham. Uh, I, I, I take that uh, with great uh, great pride, and um, we are very proud of uh, of the team. Um, uh, uh, talking about uh, uh, getting people like that. In fact. Uh, in January, Wendy uh, had been with us for 20 years. Wow, yeah. And um, we have uh, uh, something that um, I value highly is that we have uh, a lot of people in our team across uh, uh, the operational team in the falls and, and here at head office um, who have been with us between 20 and 30 years. Um, uh, we did a long service award in the falls the week that we opened the spa in, in um uh, February, and um, amongst those awards, there were three more people who received their 30-year awards, and another six who received their 25-year awards. Mm. Um, and I was uh, take that as a, a, a great compliment of of uh, of who we are, of uh, uh, of our our ethics, of what the company is, of what we stand for, our role in the community, etc. So, um, yeah, um, thank you. We are very proud of that. And Ross, what, um, what, how, how active are you on, in the actual Victoria Falls and Zimbabwean tourism uh, sort of bodies? I know I was lucky enough to be on the board of Satsa for many years, so I know the great work that these bodies can do. How, how involved have you gotten in, in the past um, in, in the corporate bodies that run tourism? Sure, um <laughs> Yeah, the simple answer is a lot. <laughs> and sometimes, uh, sometimes uh, uh, it feels like too much. But uh, yes, we've always played a role in uh, not only in Big Force, but in the national body. So the, uh, the equivalent of, of uh, SATRA and the Tourism Business Council of, of Zimbabwe. Yeah. And uh, the Hospitality Association of Zimbabwe has. Um, the Chief Association, uh, the through COVID, and our our GM um, was co-chair of the the um, the before the COVID crisis committee. Uh, uh, we're involved in all of those industry bodies. Uh, Wendy is uh, very very active with uh, ASCA, the Association of Zimbabwe Travel Agents, mm. and. Um, uh, uh, a saying that um, that uh, was approved uh, a few years ago, and um, and and I believe fit um, our role in the industry is that as a relatively small privately owned company, we punch way above our weight yeah. when it comes to contribution to the sector, uh, engagement with ministries, engagement with EPA, um, and roles on on such bodies. So. Um, um, it's uh, it's required. It's a community that um, 
that needs that, uh, and that the whole destination benefits from it. Mm. So, um, you know, we were uh, Africa Eden, um, which is a concept that was born right here in this office at my desk between myself and David Glenn in December 2019, pre-COVID in actual then COVID came along and it took on a much greater importance. Of course, it turned into the very thing you were talking about just now. Yeah. Prior to that, we've been involved in creating GoToVictoriaFalls.com, uh, the early beginnings of what's now We Are Victoria Falls, the official destination uh, ma- management association. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, um, uh, we always have and we always shall um, uh, contribute in, in, in that manner. Uh, as one gets a bit... Uh, Older, and um, one prefers to be in the background. And, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah even, even I'm direct, starting to feel that way. Don't worry about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, direct, direct traffic as opposed to uh, being in it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and so, how, how, um, how do the three countries work together, or even the four countries that uh, that are in that area? Obviously. The, you know, the, the two different sides of the falls, Zimbabwe, Zambia, then you've got Botswana so close by, and there's a lot of Chobi day trips. Do How does the, the four countries and Namibia, do you meet a lot, or is it kind of just quite isolated in terms of each country doing their own thing? So, um, um, that zone, that area, of course, is founded on, on the Casa, the, yes. the, the Transfrontier uh, Park. Um, but you know, the, the bottom two-thirds of Angola, which is the fifth part of country, um, uh, does not yet have any, any tourism. You know, it's a, it's a massive, uh, unexplored uh, part of that region. Uh, and that's for uh, uh, look, reasons within Angola itself. Um, the other four countries, so all five countries are part of Casa, and Casa are actually doing some research right now about what they are, what they should be, um, you know, what benefits can they, do they bring, etc. So we, we liaising with them. Africa Eden was born out of that. And of course the four, and it is particularly the four countries because Angola, the tourism that happens in Angola happens in the north and on the coast. Yeah. It doesn't happen in the bottom two thirds of the country. So, um, the other four countries were liaised well. Um, yeah, um, and normal, natural, healthy, competitive issues uh, prevail. But the level of cooperation, the level of engagement um, uh, has been high for, for some years. Um, uh, we, uh, uh, we work a lot, particularly Zim and Zambia and Zim and Botswana, um, on that, the cross-border traffic um, for tourists, the, um, you know, the efficiencies, uh, the, the uh, visas, the time delays, the process. We, we're trying to make all those borders much more user-friendly uh, and efficient and healthy and clean and, and, and. Yeah. And um, uh, Cindy Sheedy, in fact, in our sales marketing and staff session we had in the falls a month ago, um, in one of the conversations, uh, raised the issue of, of easeability yeah. um, of, of doing business. And that from tourist arrival um, to official at the border to all things. So easeability and user-friendliness are, are two things that within the AE grouping uh, of those countries, we, that's what we're trying to engender, that culture of... Yeah. of um, there's an old Disney word called co-competition, <laughs> um, where you cooperate with your competitor. Yeah, yeah, well, that's, I mean, that's, I think, what's taught us all. And that's definitely something that I have have uh, you know since i started my own business about three years ago now during covid <laughs> you know um yeah. uh, you know working as you say working with competitors is something that uh, i think um yeah that's that's the way to do it um because the the rising tide raises all the ships and uh, you know it's it's important um so what what uh, did you put in place i mean everybody it's it's coming up to the three-year anniversaries now and you know, I'm kind of being taken back to all the chaos and the the confusion. Um, you know, three years ago, describe your journey, not not the whole three years, of course, but just uh, how did how did what, what, how did you started how did you Africa Albida and you know the Victoria Falls Safari Lodge? What how did you start putting things in place? How did you cope with 
all the lockdowns and staff and all that craziness. Yeah, uh, Graham, it was uh, uh, the most terrible time. Um, you know, we just come off um, our three best years in our history mm. in terms of uh, 2017, 2018, 2019. You got the last quarter of 2019. Uh, arrival just started to slow down, which is why we were even talking about the concept of what subsequently became Africa's Eden. But um, we had, fortunately, we had those three wonderful years. And um, so that was a, you know, a massive shock to suddenly, you know, bang at the stroke of a, of a press conference on TV. Yeah. Um, he told, um, you know, this is coming at you and to be told to close the doors. Um, my memory tells me it was the 28th of March. Yeah. And um, uh, so uh, what that calls for is um, uh, after an initial and trying to understand what is this thing, what is this COVID thing. And in this very boardroom, I can remember us sitting around and saying, okay, uh, this, will be, this will be four weeks, this will be six months, this will be, you know, yeah. the guy, everybody around the table was. And um, well, of course, we, we, we learned um, quite quickly that it was not going to be a, a short lived thing. Yeah. And so then you have to just, um, you have to just take a step back and um, make. Um, uh, clear, um, firm, uh, practical, pragmatic, um, tough business decisions. Mm. And that's what we started to do. And um, the sooner you make them, the quicker you, you cut costs, the quicker you get your, your whole operational style into being with the problem. And, um, yeah, it, it does. It calls for some tough decisions, particularly where it involves um, uh, uh, your, your colleagues and employees. And obviously, everybody, um, a community like the force, 90, 98% of, of income in the force is derived from tourism. Yeah. Uh, so whether you work uh, as an assistant in a clothing retail shop or uh, a, a waiter in a takeaway, if there aren't any tourists, then there isn't any income. Yeah. So um, yeah. the, the, uh, the community came together very quickly with um, outreach programs, with uh, feeding programs, uh, with uh, uh, caring for kids programs, um, uh, got involved with the, the Ministry of Health um, for you know COVID testing centres, uh, uh, COVID uh, extreme COVID uh, treatment uh, uh, rooms at least at clinics, um, and we just continued to we made decisions for the first three months. And then as it became clear that it was getting worse and worse and that there was nobody coming, we then made decisions for, for the long term. And that meant, you know, putting the, the whole estate into a, um, uh, a care and security status. Um, uh, you know, we had 311 staff mm. when uh, COVID came. And um, at the very worst, um, we were down to less than 50. Um, and um, one tries to do what one can for, for everybody and everybody else. Um, and uh, we've never asked any of our staff to do what uh, we won't do ourselves. Yeah. So um, cuts to, um, to income, cuts to everything um, apply from top to bottom. We've always done that. And that way, and because we have a history of people being with us a long time, uh, you know, people are bought into that journey. Mm. And... Um, we come out the other end as we have, um, with many of the same people still with us, and um, um, everybody's back on on full uh, incomes as of um, well, some some months ago now, last year. Yeah. Um, and um, and yeah, started reinvest in training, reinvest in people, reinvest in the product, mm. um, and then of course having to you know reengage, reinvest in in the whole sales marketing and, and uh, PR um, uh, side of the business. Mm. To get it going again. Yeah. So uh, those those early decisions were the ones that, that made the difference to survival. Mm. Um and and cost cutting. So um and yes, during that time, you know, uh the grass didn't look pristine anymore. Um the gardens didn't look pristine anymore. Um the monkeys and baboons played havoc with our thatch. Mm-hmm. Um but um you know we did what we needed to do from from a uh, a maintenance, security, and care program, mm. um, and be able to put ourselves back into shape to to open again. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's uh, it's. I had Cindy Muller from Gold Restaurant on as a guest on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, and she said, and a lot of other people as on the podcast have said that history will judge, you know, those businesses on how they treated their staff during the bad times, and I I believe it. I I think that people will seek out to work with property uh, and businesses that that manage to to treat staff as best they could and and fairly. So yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a, a good observation you made. Yeah, yeah, uh, and then as you said, you know, working with competitors, I think that uh, I think that there was no room for for high horses. Certainly in the industry, everybody everybody got onto the same level in terms of not knowing uh, what was what was coming in the future. But um, thankfully, you know, I think it's been a few weeks or a few months now that uh, we've we're able to look back I, th- I think we i think we threw it I, I think we can all start breathing out and, and saying right that's that's um that's done that's over with yeah. now let's move on yeah yes very much so um and and what what does occur these days is that you know people say um do you remember so and so or do you remember this event and um uh, i uh, I've got into the habit of saying, "Sorry, COVID memory took over." Um, <laughs> that's, that's, that's back there somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, it's it's something that I'm doing. I'm talking about it now, but I think that it's it'll certainly become a a thing that of which we do not speak. I think in in the fu- in the future, none of yeah. none of us want to relive any of the the things. But you know, yeah. it's it's um, you know, it's so. Real. Some, uh, you know, you just have to find the positive. I think in, in, uh, in, in it, and Very much so. yeah, and, and try and try and move on. It's... Many of the, uh, many of the uh, the lessons that we learned, um, uh, learned and or taught ourselves through that COVID period that relate to uh, to cost cutting, to efficiencies, to productivity, um. Uh, we are very well learned lessons and mm. now are helping us take the, the future of the business. Yeah. Um, and uh, and that won't that won't stay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that's that's yeah, that's the thing. I mean we learned uh, we learned a lot that is now gonna go forward in terms of yeah, um sustainable tourism and eco eco friendly tourism and all that kind of stuff and how we can all move forward for that. What what do you think the lasting difference will 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 be what? What? What is the tourism industry in, in the, the Victoria Falls region learned, and do you, and that you think will just carry on being implemented for in the for the foreseeable future? Um, so certainly the, the the sense of community, um, which was always there, but you know in good times um, people are are very competitive and uh, start to uh, you know a lot of people, not everybody, but and start to only think about them and you know their zone and their staff and you know etc. Um, uh, uh, COVID reminded people uh, that um, uh, that is not the right way, and so I mean, the sense of community, the sense of uh, of putting destination first mm. um, uh, and your product, your property, uh, whatever second. Um, now the fact is. But that, for me, is what people do, uh, will be the lasting uh, benefit, if I can call it that, from the impact of, of COVID. Um, and a lot of those programs, a lot of the community um, uh, outreach and, uh, uh, and training and contribution, those are continuing in different ways. Um, but it also got a lot of people involved who had never been involved before. It got... Um, it got companies talking to each other that had never um, spoken much before, um, because of, of highly competitive nature of yeah. uh, people or businesses. Yeah. And um, those will be the good things that will be that will be held on to. And um, as uh, as you will know, um, because you've seen uh, our uh, presentations a number of times, and you, you've seen Wendy um, presenting um, in America and, and uh, all over the world. Our presentation starts with a map of Africa. Mm. Then that map, the next slide is, is the map of Southern Africa. The next slide is the map of 
the Kaza region. Mm. Only then does the map come to Victoria Falls. And only then does the map move to our product. Because if people are not, if people don't know where they're going, if people don't know their geography, if people don't know um, anything about the destination, they're not coming to your property anyway. Yes, yeah. So yeah. You, can't start, you can't start with your property and then try and build backwards. You have to start with enticing people to Africa, then to Southern Africa because there's so much competition, yeah. then to our little region, and then to our wonderful country, then to our wonderful destination. And finally, and by the way, we have five businesses there. Yes. And, and so uh, that's a that's an important thing. And um, the the other part I think that will come out of COVID is that that you know the, the 10, 12, 16, 21 days safari staying in, in four, five, six, seven, eight, nine different camps and lodges in three, four, five countries. I think that uh, model will have changed. It is changing. We are now seeing people doing uh, eight, nine, twelve, fourteen day itineraries just in Zimbabwe. Mm. Um, one because access is improved, but two because it means you're crossing a border, a port of entry once. Yeah, and it's the port of entry that COVID has done us, where people don't want to be for longer than they need to be. Mm. So, getting more and more access, which Victoria Falls is um, in the region. Um, uh, and there can be now the road crossings, um, yeah, the bridge, airplane crossings, yeah. So you know, the bridge to Zambia, the road to to uh, Kasani and to Gazangula and into Namibia, mm. um, uh, uh, the drive to Wangi. We now have internal flights starting. Um, in fact, tomorrow I'm going on the first fastjet flight from Arari to Kariba. Yeah, um, they're doing a trade preview flight tomorrow for the day. And there's, I think it's about 25 bus they're taking up, um, and those go commercial next week. Um, and then Macair will be doing the distribution of people from Kariba to the, all the Kariba camps and the river and the lower Zambezi. Mm. And then they start the following week, Big Falls to Wangi on Fosjet, and Macair doing the same thing: a caravan or two caravans positioned to distribute people to the camps and lodges in Wangi. Mm. So. We're seeing that change. For me, that will be a, a big change for the next uh, five or so years uh, of tourism. That the um, those uh, uh, four, five country, eight, ten camp and lodges, two night, two night, two night, two night, two night. People need to slow down. People need to take the value from uh, the destination, from the community they're in, from the the culture, um, absorb um, much more than they used to on a hop, 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 and also you know give back and just relax a bit. Actually enjoy these wonderful places that we bless to have in this part of the world. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm very encouraged to see the increase in um, in air access in particular. Fosjet's doing some great work, uh, even internally within Zimbabwe. So I'm sure that'll that'll help. They're doing Wangi as well, aren't they? They Yeah, uh, yeah yes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, so and then we We've got more international access, you know, with, we've got KQ coming in, we've got Ethiopian coming in, we've got Lufthansa coming in three times a week by Vintel. Mm. There are more international airlines talking to us at the moment, um, us being uh, Aviation Airport Company in Zimbabwe and a private sector body that's working with them. Um, and the, there's, a, there's uh, something in the order of uh, 10 airlines who are currently engaged talking to um, the relevant authorities are about flying in here, including some exciting uh, European uh, source market airlines. Oh, fantastic. So uh, for the region, uh, that will be absolutely wonderful. You can get from Cape Town to Big Falls seven days a week. Yeah, awesome. Or vice versa. You can get from, from obviously, from Harare, uh, from um, Namibia, uh, from uh, Zambia, from Botswana. Um, so that air access is, is moving. You can get from Big Force to uh, KMIA. Um, mm. So if you're doing south and then coming to the force, you don't have to go to Joburg if you don't want to or need to. Yeah. Uh, so those um, that air access map uh, and the growing number of routes and flexibility. Yeah. Fly in, fly in from Frankfurt on on Lufthansa. Spend a few days in Namibia and then come through Botswana, Zimbabwe, Falls, and um, 
Zambia, whatever you're doing, and then fly down to Cape Town and then fly home from Cape Town. Yeah. The days of flying a circuit route and a return ticket on airlines to the same place, I think are, are largely gone unless you're going on business. Mm. For leisure travel, much more flexibility choice for the traveler. Yeah. Yeah, let's just hope that the one-way fares start coming down a bit because that'll, that'll make it a little yeah. easier. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think in the UK with the train fares, they're now they're trying to get in a law where the you know a, a, a one-way has to be exactly half of a of a return. So let's hope airlines. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how airlines um going to implement that, but I think yeah. it would make life a lot easier. Um, yeah. for I think. What COVID has taught us about um, all forms of, uh, of commercial travel, Graham, is that market forces will prevail. Yeah. Uh, people, people will vote with their feet. Yeah. People will vote with their wallet. Um, so I'm, uh, I'm over there in a couple of weeks' time and, and uh, for uh, a family wedding, and then I'm staying on for a week doing the three uh, after uh, dinner event yes. in Tottenham. Uh, Manchester, Brighton, and so um, I've been uh, I've been looking up. You know, do I jump on a train from Tottenham to to Manchester for the second one? Uh, do I uh, uh, you know get a private car? Do I hire a car? Do I w- whatever? Mm. Um, as, it, as it turns out, I'll be driving with Chris Mears from Atta. Oh, wonderful! He's, he's driving them all, but yeah. So that looking at air tickets and uh, train tickets and thinking what? Yeah. How much do you want to travel from here to there? Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, okay. Tra- train tickets are more than air tickets. I mean, to get yeah. to get so, uh, somewhere, it's like uh, 150 pounds return on a to get to London on yeah. it from anywhere. Yeah. But uh, yeah, let's let's hope that um, all forms of travel are found a way to to come down to allow people to to get around a bit more. Um, yeah. You had you had some great advice earlier about you know looking at the destination as a whole and then drilling down. What what other advice would you give to a young a young uh, entrepreneur uh, in in your region trying to start new businesses? Um, you know, looking back over your thirty years plus in in the industry, fifty years. You said what? what yeah. You've you've had a lot of a lot of issues. I mean. You know, Southern Africa is certainly no stranger to uh, upheaval and 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 trouble. Um, but uh, yeah. you've managed to obviously come come through it. So, what advice would you give? The, the first advice I would give is that uh, if you if you starting out and you view tourism as just as a as a business. Um, like you're looking at buying a fuel station or starting a fuel station, whatever, then you're probably in the wrong business in the first place. Mm. Uh, because our industry requires um, you to have a uh, pattern that requires you to have an uh, understanding of, of people um, and all people, people from, first of all, your staff and your colleagues, and secondly, the customer. Um, um, it's not the number, it's not just the math game, it's not just, uh, you know, let's look at a business model, um, and if the business model makes sense, that's what I'm doing. If you've forgotten that then uh, it's a heavily uh, uh, human-related business, um, or you don't have those skills, then then uh, stop looking early. Mm. Uh, if you do have those skills, then you do um, have an understanding for it and uh, um, and. Uh, I can only use my example where four days after I left school, I was carrying suitcases and counting stores and bottles and potatoes at the Jumpton. Mm. And I did that for seven months to see if this really was what I wanted to do. Then from there, I went to hotel school for three years mm. in the UK. So um, I had tested my own appetite for the industry first, but at somebody else's expense as a very low-paid gopher. Yeah. Um, I would. That's one of the key things I would advise is is uh, make sure that you really do want to be in our industry. It's a twenty four seven industry, um, often uh, clashing with normal lifestyle, social life. Mm. Um, so when your mates are going to twenty first and weddings, whatever on weekends, nope, you're likely to be working. Yeah, and um, so you have to understand that youngsters need to understand that part of what our industry is. Um, and the other part is that, um, for which I'm, uh, I'm 
um, delighted. When I started in the industry, you know, uh, friends and, and uh, friends, families, whatever, said, sort of almost said um, to, um, to my parents, it was almost what I could hear in their voices was, oh, oh, shame. You know, Ross isn't doing law or medicine or going to work for a bank or whatever. Oh, he's gone into the hotel business, like mm-hmm. he can't do anything else. Yeah. Now, you know, the hotel business um, in, in the 50 years um, has changed an awful lot. Um, being a GM of a, of a, you know, of a top-class resort or a hotel or, you know, a hotel in London, let me tell you, you need to know as much as any smart businessman ever knew. Oh, yeah. Um, as well as, as well as the people. Um, um, and it's, it, it, our industry, very fortunately and correctly, now has respect um, amongst other professions. Mm. Um, you know, in many cases, a GM needs to speak two, three, four languages. Mm. Um, uh, you know, a sales and marketing person uh, needs to have uh, been around the block and done various jobs in various sectors, um, building relationships. And if you can't... Uh, do that, then you're again likely to be in the wrong business. Yeah, it's 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 amazing how important relationships are in this in this industry, and certainly COVID taught taught us that. It's uh, it's value. Of, yep. The net the network is your net worth. I love that saying, and you, you have to you have to get okay. <laughs> you have to get uh, your network right um, in order to. I think that's that's the, the core of um, of uh, of any successful business. With uh, with all the with all the positivity going on in in the Kaza region in terms of access and just general general upswing of of business, what would you like to see still change and happen? Um, the, the key things that uh, that we've been uh, looking at, focusing on, and encouraging, and through our involvement in industry bodies, um, making the borders um, as slick and as smooth uh, as possible. Make them as user-friendly as possible. Um, reduce, remove, be the fee. Now, I know that our fee neighbors have all announced, um, uh, and in fact now Mozambique as well, yeah. um, have announced uh, waivers, removal of, um, you know, we won't go out for two years, We're, you know, we've dropped all visa fees. Um, um, so, you know, those are statements that are easy to make. Implementing them is not always the same. Mm. Um, uh, so, uh, you know, make those decisions, implement them properly, um, and be very clear with all your ministries and officials and that, okay, with this date effective midnight, whatever you've announced, there are no more visa fees for these 20 countries. Mm. Don't allow the guest now to be standing in a queue to be told he's got to pay a visa and then only when he argues is, but I've got this guest. Stop that stuff. Let's get the bureaucracy right. Let's make borders um, uh, quick and um, efficient and clean. Ports of entry, uh, all kinds, when I say borders, all of our uh, ports of entry and borders, whatever that may be, land or, or sea or air. Yeah. Um, and on a competitive individual basis, um, uh, then at least be better than your your neighbour's side of the border, um, uh, you know. Then people can say, "Wow, you know, we've just been in three countries. The that the airport in Harare and the border at Kasani, whatever it may be, it was super slick, um, and um, it was clean and hygienic, and the officials were welcoming, etc." Over the destination of AE, particularly, all of us, uh, because it, you know, all of us are trying, are working on those things. Um, let's get the Sadek or Kaza visa done and finished once for all. Mm. The, the MOU was signed about 15 years ago. <laughs> Unbelievable. And all we yeah. have is, and all we have is um, you know, the, the Zim Zam uni visa. Yeah. Um, uh, let's get the Kaza uh, uh, or Sadek visa done and dusted and get it out there, you know, across the world. Mm. Um, you know, not only are we a wonderful part of the world, but we are easy part of the world to visit. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's a, a very good uh, point. Um, I, you know, in traveling around, uh, all I just 
remember is forms. You know, you just got to fill out so many forms. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, what? and then the forms get chucked into a box and you're just like, what? Who's going to flip and look at that form ever yeah. again? You know, so yeah. it's, <laughs> yeah. So if they just get away with the, the form filling. I think that that would be a good start. And yeah, it's, it's, I think modern technology, I mean, it's 2023 having to write something down on a piece of paper is, you know, it's, it should all be done online beforehand. You know, it's, yeah. And, and, uh, you know, I went to Uganda actually last, uh, in October, their, their visa application form. Yeah. That's all done online. And, and when you get, um, to the airport, it's just printed out and stuck in your passport and off you go. It's, it's quite a simple, easy yeah. process because all, all your paperwork, you know, there's no such thing as paperwork anymore. It's all, computer work yeah, yeah. So you fill, fill everything out and then off you go um which makes a lot more sense because then it's stored you know um it's, it's and also um if the put it make make sure that um that the pr is out there about that way and um, make sure that the travel industry are advising their clients correctly mm. if you then use to arrive at a border without having done that well then, sorry. Then step aside and yeah. fill the form. In. Yes, yes. But don't, don't question why the other forty people are passing through yeah. because yeah. they've entered the. Yeah. So, um, that's the other thing. That sometimes it's not done so well that these decisions are made, but they're not publicised very well. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah. not passed on. Yeah. Um, the efficiency of uh, of IT at remote border posts. Um. Uh, to ensure that 24-7 um, bank swipe machines are working, mm. um, that the, you know, there is internet for, for people who need to download or people mm. who need to you know, be in cost, um, those kinds of, of things, so that you can't get, um, uh, sorry, uh, that the, the bank swipe machines are not working today because the system is down, mm. um, so you quite need cash. You know, all those things that... Um, uh, are irritants to to a traveller. You want to get where you're going and relax as soon as possible. Mm. Yeah, look. And on the way out. Yeah. You want to you want to leave with a, that lasting impression of what a wonderful time. Mm. Yeah, look. It's all about technology. It's all about uh, you know. I think something as basic as as internet access. You know, a lot of a lot of things come come out of that. Um, yeah. So I mean, thanks so much. We'll uh, we'll. Um, yeah, just just a couple more, couple more questions. What what do you what do you think it's taught you about your yourself the last uh, few years of 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 turmoil that we've all been through? You 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 know you've had fifty years of the industry. Is there anything that you learned about yourself that you didn't already know? Uh, well, yeah, one I suppose um, uh, resilience. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, uh, utter requirement to be able to. To think um, differently and um, on your feet, and mm. um, uh, clear decision making uh, that needs to be done. Yeah. Not today, tomorrow. It needs to be done now, this hour. Yes. Um, uh, which that COVID certainly brought about. Um, and uh, the level of competition that um, uh, is out there now. Um, I mean, the last year between Zimbabwe and Zambia is the uh, last year, the last two years. You know, this, uh, just a thousand new bedrooms um, between Livingston and Big Falls mm. in the last few years. Mm. So, uh, you know, uh, understanding that competition comes in different ways and forms, it's not just us versus that hotel and that hotel. The market may think that that's, but the market also chooses with their wallet. Mm. Um, and, and, and. So, um, uh, the uh, uh, one has learned to be much more wise thinking about who might be eating our lunch or stealing a customer or stealing the market share, it's not the obvious. Mm. Um, you know, there's a block of 6, 12, 18, 20 bedded, uh, bedroom uh, lodges and B&Bs, you know, all over Big Falls and Livingston. Um, and, uh, and there's more coming. <laughs> yeah. Um, do not rest on your laurels. Um, and, uh, Ron Spinfellow, many, many years ago, when he uh, became, uh, when he left here and became box man of Southern Sun, um, uh, coined a uh, uh, saying, um, beware of uh, return on ego versus return on this ROE versus ROI. 
And uh, it's, uh, it's uh, again for, for people coming in the industry, very valuable lesson. Yeah. Um, and uh, another one, I'll, I'll, I'll give you back one on your network equals network, is that uh, uh, a saying that I learned well, probably 40 years ago. Uh, turnover is vanity, profit is sanity. Yeah, yeah. And uh, COVID, uh, again, uh, um, coming through, driving and uh, being able to, you know, uh, sit down and think, oh my word, we got through. Yeah. Um, you know, recalibrate uh, what's important, what uh, what really keeps the business alive, and what makes a difference um, uh, to not only survival of your business but the growth of your business. Um, and uh, so, yeah, those kind of lessons well learned and uh, about about oneself and uh, one's former thinking. Yeah. Well, Ross, it's been phenomenal catching up with you as always again, and thanks so much for. For being a guest, um, I'll let you know when this goes out, so your team can, can do some work with the the marketing as well, and and get your your pearls of wisdom out to as many people as possible. So thanks, thanks so much. It's really been insightful, and and uh, it's been a good. Uh, it's pity I'm going to miss you in the UK, but uh, we kind of swapping paths. I'm going to be down there, and you're going to be here. So, but hopefully, yeah. hopefully, um, at Indaba we'll catch up. Okay, we'll be there. We're going in, uh, in full force. Good. Uh, we'll be on the we'll be on the other stand. We'll be on the zoom stand. Uh, there'll be uh, actually a few guests on the zoom stand, and there'll be five of us there. So most definitely, Graham, we shall be uh, uh, sharing a cold beverage with oh, you. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, Ross. We'll see you soon, and enjoy your trip. And all the best. We'll catch up soon. Thanks. Thank thanks, you. Ross. Thank you, Graham. Comment. Thanks for tuning into KuzaCast, where we explore the world of tourism with leaders from all corners of the globe. Join me, Graham Watson, for future episodes as we dive into the latest trends and insights from the industry. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating, and we'll see you next time on KuzaCast.